you're young, healthy like me, you know, do whatever you want. It's freedom, baby. America. I'm super optimistic, though, that things are going to turn around. We're anxious to get back out there. We know families need us. Day one of phase two. San Diego begins the process of reopening businesses, but it's still not fast enough for some. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. We have a team of 10 News reporters looking at different aspects of the long process of getting the economy started again and the steps taken today, Friday, May 8th. It is very confusing, and I think they're mixed signals. A wave of uncertainty as retail shops across San Diego County reopened for the first time since California's stay-at-home order went into effect. This is a big test as these businesses try to lure customers back, and owners shared their frustrations and triumphs with 10 News reporter Mimi Alcala as they attempt to rebound. I've had zero income since March 15th. For small business owner Tracy Fulop, Friday was supposed to be the day things started getting back to normal. It is very confusing, and I think they're mixed signals. She owns a vintage and makers business called Ivy and Squid. It's located inside of two group shops, one in Oceanside, the other in Ocean Beach. Both establishments I'm in have done everything that the state has required. She thought she would be able to fully reopen, but quickly realized only curbside pickup and deliveries are allowed. So she's changing up the way she does business. I've been putting stuff on my Instagram and we'll start doing more so saying, you know, this is how much it is and you can call the store to purchase them. But she says pictures and curbside pickup only go so far and it's not the greatest way to sell antiques. People want to be able to go and pick up a vase and look at the bottom of it or pick up a piece of jewelry and try it on. Low risk businesses like flower shops are also allowed to reopen for pickup and delivery. And for some, things are going pretty smoothly so far. For our type of shop, it's really what we're about. We are a Pickup shop. Hillary Bateman was anxiously waiting to reopen her little house of flowers in time for Mother's Day. Friday, she was back in business with the proper required safety measures in place. Everybody has come by and, you know, been very respectful of, of what's going on. For Fulop, she's rooting for all small business owners, willing to try new ideas and preparing for the day to officially welcome customers back inside. Mimi Alcala, 10 News. Despite all these reopenings, protesters downtown say it's not enough. Dozens showed up for what they called a freedom rally this afternoon. Some in the crowd didn't wear masks or practice social distancing. Aside from asking for San Diego to fully reopen, the signs at the protest varied. Some were in support of President Trump. Some were in support of anti-vaccine causes. Some claim COVID-19 is a biological weapon. One man said if you're young and healthy, you should be able to do what you want. If you can't risk getting the virus, don't risk it stay home. If you're young, healthy like me, you know, do whatever you want. It's freedom, baby. America. San Diego police say there were no arrests and no citations at today's rally. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom spoke from a newly reopened business. He talked about our upcoming election season and the need to make it easier to vote by mail. I signed an executive order uh, about an hour ago uh, that will allow every registered voter in the state of California to receive a mail-in ballot. That mail-in ballot is important, but it's not an exclusive substitute to physical locations. 
people that otherwise uh, are not familiar with mail-in ballots, uh, are uncomfortable with them, uh, may have disabilities, uh, may have other issues that may preclude that as an appropriate option. We still want to have the appropriate number of physical sites for people to vote as well. Secretary of State Alex Padilla also joined the conversation. He said California is the first state in the nation to take this action by sending every registered voter a mail-in ballot, which has prepaid postage. This year's Big Bay Boom 4th of July fireworks show has been canceled. The Port of San Diego says the decision was based on public health directives to cancel large public events. Organizers say they will offer a virtual celebration as part of a TV special. They say the show will return next year. Independence Day celebrations in Coronado and Imperial Beach have also been canceled due to the pandemic. Camping is back on in San Diego County, but as with everything else, it comes with restrictions and mandatory social distancing. Supervisor Greg Cox announced the opening of campgrounds in San Diego, but you'll need to make a reservation on the county website. No walk-up campers allowed. A city council member is calling for Sunset Cliffs to close entirely because visitors are not following county health orders. We've seen crowds pack Sunset Cliffs to see bioluminescent waves over the last two weeks. In a statement, Jennifer Campbell says the park should have the same restrictions as Mission Bay or Balboa Park, which is still closed. San Diego police have already asked the public to watch the waves elsewhere. When the stay-at-home order was issued, many child care facilities closed their doors. But as California slowly starts to reopen, places like the YMCA are thinking about how they'll jump back into preschool and summer camp. Dead News anchor Lindsay Pena shows us what parents and children can expect if they sign up. Normally, the summertime would mean day camp for roughly 50,000 local kids, but the coronavirus has put that on hold, along with preschool. While they wait for the green light from the state and the county, which will happen as part of stage two, they're figuring out first where to offer their programs. We're trying to strategically make sure that they're placed in the right parts of the county, all throughout the county, to really um, address the needs. The conversation now centers around safety and how to keep that social distance. The phrase they use is stable groups. So we're gonna, our groups will be smaller. They will not be allowed to intermingle. As of now, the kids won't have to wear masks. Staff more than likely will have to wear masks to, to be protected, but, but the youth not. And that's part of the stable groups. They're also discussing the best ways to clean and keep activities from spreading germs. Another big change this year, no field trips or overnight camp. And since camp is only for kids five and up, they'll also reopen preschool for the younger ones. We're beginning to ramp those classrooms back up to, you know, to the cleaning standards, to social distancing standards. All of it aimed at allowing kids to get out of the house safely. We welcome you back, families, and we, we sure hope that, um, that you, you come back and you join the Y. Lindsay Pena, 10 News. The cost of day camp at the YMCA can range from $180 to $250 a week. You can call them for more information or to sign up once they have an official reopening date. The coronavirus pushing unemployment to its highest level since the Great Depression, as more than 20 million Americans are newly out of work. We're exploring what steps workers can take as part of our initiative, The Rebound. Tendis reporter John Horn explains why some jobs that went away may take years to come back. 
Habibullah Azad and his family recently came to the U.S. from Afghanistan for a fresh start. But Azad just lost his clerical job amid the coronavirus outbreak. I have an economic problem, so I do not have an income. I'm trying to have a job. Azad's ensuing job search has been fruitless, despite online applications and virtual job fairs. It's a tough adjustment for someone who earned a graduate degree in Iran. When I moved here, I should start everything from zero. Sometimes it, it makes me uh, sad. Azad has plenty of company. New numbers from the Bureau of Labor Statistics show just how devastating the virus has been on our economy. In April alone, 20.5 million people lost their jobs and the unemployment rate jumped to 14.7%, the worst since the Great Depression. In the current situation, we're t talking about an enormous shock to the system. It's likely to be fairly short-lived. Economist Lynn Reeser says she sees the jobless rate peaking at 20 to 25 percent in the coming months. She says activity should pick up as restrictions lift this summer, but recovering unemployment will take much longer. A lot of these operations will be only up to maybe 25 percent where they were before, and they just won't need as many people, at least initially. With the leisure and hospitality industry hit particularly hard, research says this is likely a good time for some workers to retrain. John Horn, 10 News. So with millions of Americans unemployed, the question for many is, what now? The executive chairman of IBM says the future is new-collar jobs that include cloud computing technicians, cybersecurity analysts, and IT roles and they don't require a four-year college degree. Whether you were a barista, you were in retail, you can learn these skills and have a really good job in companies like ours. This week is part of a free initiative called Open P-Tech. IBM, along with 600 other major companies, are preparing workers for these well-paying, in-demand jobs. The program is offering online training in various technologies in artificial intelligence, cloud computing, and cybersecurity. About two dozen DMV offices across the state of California reopened their doors this morning, including the one in Hillcrest. There were lines. There were complaints. Shocker, I know, it's the DMV. Covering the story for 10 News was reporter Jared Aaron. So, Jared, how, how many more lines and more complaints than usual were at the DMV in Hillcrest today? You know, considering I usually don't hang out at the DMV, I can't really say, you know, compare it to a normal day. It's not my cup of tea for a place to go and chill. Um, but it, it, it seemed a lot more chaotic and frustrating for the people that were there. Uh, when I got there, which was about 30 minutes before it was scheduled to open, um, if you know the area, you know, it's on Normal Street heading towards the Hillcrest flag. And the line was clear from the DMV all the way down to about Harvey Milk Avenue. So about two blocks. What were the primary complaints of people that you saw in line at the DMV? I think a lot of it was just that nobody seemed to be able to give people any clear answers. Uh, there was a lot of confusion about what you could go to the DMV to do, uh, what they were allowing people to do and come in for, and no one seemed to have the, the right answers, at least especially early on. Uh, the DMV website was, I would say, vague at best in explaining what was available, especially if you didn't want to like click around through it. Um, if you went just to the web page, it just gave very basic, you know, some DMVs are open for some services. And a lot of people hadn't even done that much research where they had just either heard online or heard from a friend, hey, the DMV is open tomorrow. 
and the the people who were working uh i i do empathize with them because it seems like they were thrown into this at the last minute and the way that a lot of things are being done which is just kind of you know uh, uh, an authority makes an announcement that something's going to open and you figure it out as we go or that something's going to close and you figure it out as we go and that's what it seemed like had happened um once I would say after uh, about an hour after I got there, things started to calm down, but there was just a lot of frustration from people that had gotten there very early in the morning. I waited in line at that point, some since 4 a.m. or 5 a.m., and at this point it was nearly 8 when it was supposed to open, and uh, it wasn't until right about 8 a.m. that employees came out and started really specifying this is what you can come in and do, and this is what you can't, and you know that made a lot of people angry. Did they give any information about what they might try to do next week to improve the situation, assuming they're going to continue to remain open? Here's the deal. If you have something you need to get done at the DMV, most of the normal everyday stuff, renewing a driver's license, renewing registration, things like that, you can do all of that online right now. Uh, They have the new virtual office online. As for what you have to go to a DMV for, uh, it's for commercial driver's license applications. If you have a vehicle that was impounded or your license was suspended or revoked and you need to get it renewed uh, there, you have to go there and do that. Um, the written tests, they're still giving in-person written tests for driver's license, but they're not doing driving tests right now. If you need a disabled plaque, parking placard, you have to go in and do that. Uh, if you want to try and get a commercial driver's license, train for a, a, to be a bus driver, things like that, you, you need to go and do that there. Here's the catch. Really, the only people they have time to do it for because of the new social distancing policies are people who have appointments. So if you were lucky enough to get an appointment before all of this happened, keep that appointment and go and do it. Uh, if you're not, you're going to have to kind of wing it, you know, go when you feel like you might want to, but prepare to wait in a very long line if you have one of those things to do. Uh, they're not making appointments online right now either because they're not sure when or how they're going to stay open, uh, how long. So it, it could be very frustrating still. Thanks, Jared. Stay safe. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. A California orchid company is donating over 1,500 orchids to some Carlsbad retirement community members and staff for Mother's Day. Westerlay Orchids donated the flowers at La Costa Glen Retirement Home and their Glenbrook Health Center. They want to recognize not just Mother's Day coming up, but the joy flowers bring in a difficult time. Westerlay says they have delivered over 60,000 orchids to hospitals and essential workers across the country. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides, but We haven't lost our way. We know who we are, a community that will meet the moment and rise above the obstacles. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans recover from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. We will get back on our feet, find jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com slash rebound. That's all for today. Have a great weekend. I'm Ben Higgins.